You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live with Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer. And you received a little note you want to share with us, Father you know, Leffer. Absolutely. You know, it's always so much fun to get feedback and hear how our voices, as they go out, and God uses them as an instrument and affects people and in their daily lives they're going about. So here's a person you and I both know, mm-hmm. uh, formerly known as Julie Gothman, yes. who we knew from uh, college and search program, and now is Julie Zickman, married to Kevin and their, their beautiful family up in Park River, North Dakota. Uh, her, her mom, Eileen, has uh, unfortunately come down with cancer once again, and so uh, Julie's been on this journey of helping her mom, and she's coming back from Rochester, but she's in Bemidji this morning, making her way back. She's been gone for about nine days or so here. But uh, she writes in and she says, uh, Hey, listening to you and Father Gross on my way home from Bemidji, God's blessings to both of you. The trip is going so fast because I get to listen to you guys on air. Please greet Father Gross for me with a big hug. So. Fantastic. Uh, thank you so much, Julie. And we will remember your dear mother in our prayers as well. I realized I've neglected to mention our website, realpresenceradio.com, as a place to um, leave prayer requests, a place to get updates on the schedule of our programming, and also to be able to download podcasts for those times when shame, the horror, you're not able to listen to us live. Also remember the Encore presentations on Saturdays of the programs that are aired throughout the week of Real Presence Live. Uh, Those programs are uh, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, 8 to 10 a.m. Mountain. And we are pleased to have with us... What's that website address? realpresenceradio.com. Thank you very much. And uh, we are pleased to have with us uh, one of our dear bishops within our listening area, Bishop John Quinn from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, Minnesota. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Oh, thank you very much, Father. It's always a phone call that I look forward to, and also the ministry that you carry so beautifully for Christ, bringing the goodness and truth of the gospel and the Catholic teachings but most of all, faith in Jesus Christ in the airwaves and for people who are traveling. So blessed are all of you and what blessed work you're engaged in. Well, Bishop Quinn, Father Gross, and I've had a number of opportunities to interview you, and we, you always make the program light and filled with faith and just bring a bright light across these, these waves. So we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Yes. Glad to do it. You bet. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop, for your graciousness and those gracious words for all of us in the uh, listening area. I wanted to just begin. We received a um, we received an announcement here about a neighboring uh, fellow prince of the church, uh, Bishop uh, John Lavoir of the Diocese of New Ulm, whose uh, resignation uh, the Holy Father recently received as he is going through some uh, some health challenges. So, if you could just uh, maybe uh, say a word about uh, uh, your neighboring bishop and just kind of to recognize uh, the work that he has done and um, uh, the, 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 the stage that I guess the, the Diocese of New Ulm uh, currently finds itself in. Sure. Uh, Bishop Lavore is someone I've known really for many years, even before uh, I came here as bishop in uh, Winona, Rochester. Uh, uh, bishop Lavore is really one of the uh, uh, founders who worked very closely to establish the Courage program and Encourage here uh, in the state of Minnesota, and has been a long, long supporter of that movement, uh, really to help bring virtue and also outreach 
to same-sex attracted persons. So I knew about, uh, at that time, Father Lavoir, uh, his work. And then uh, he became bishop here at New Alm. And uh, our association as bishops over these 11 years has been one of great friendship, but also I have great admiration for him. Uh, uh, Bishop, as you know, has been very welcoming and has a wonderful community of women religious, the Handmaids, and uh, they've made, I believe, their home, their mother house there, and he has been a strong spiritual father for the sisters as uh, they are getting vocations and also the great service to the Church. So uh, my years of knowing Bishop Lavore, and particularly these past few months with COVID, um, I know what a strong leader he is with his people and was very instrumental among us as bishops in sending that letter to our governor requesting that we have our churches not just open, but to have more people who can attend Mass. So I know that the bishop has had some very serious health problems over the past several years with his back. Uh, He would never say anything, but I knew he was in great pain. And he also needed some time, I think, for some personal spiritual matters as he worked through all of that. So uh, the bishop is... uh, has asked the Holy Father uh, to be relieved of his pastoral responsibilities, and uh, he's doing very well. I uh, was in um, Saginaw recently for the Mercy Sisters, the final vows for the Sisters from Alma, and uh, I was able to send greetings to the bishop, and of course we're all praying for him. Uh, So I know that the people in New Alm are going to miss him, and that uh, we pray now the Holy Father will identify uh, the next uh, shepherd who will come to pick up that great work and be a good shepherd to the people. Uh, as Bishop yes, here, I know it's difficult, so we hold them especially in prayer. Right. We certainly uh, keep uh, Bishop Lavar in our heartfelt uh, prayers, as well as the people whom he was privileged to, to shepherd these last several years. Um, now, with the uh, circumstances that we find ourselves in, there's a lot of anxiety, I guess, with regard to families and how things are going to go once uh, education resumes here. So we'd like to start by asking you about um, uh, the uh, reopening of Catholic schools. Give us some insight into the plans uh, throughout your diocese, what you've been hearing from teachers and administrators about how uh, your process is, is uh, unfolding. Well, thanks. That's a really uh, uh, wonderful question. Uh, it really has come both to our superintendent, but to me and to our pastors and our uh, school principals, that our uh, families really want the schools to reopen. Of course, they want us to do it safely. So uh, really, beginning, uh, I want to say, last spring, when we moved to online or to Skype or Zoom, we've really been talking about how to do this, because as Catholics, uh, our schools are very integral to our mission to proclaim Christ. So our teachers and our principals, our superintendent and pastors have all been working so that we can, with with confidence. You know, we'll keep learning, but with confidence, we know we can provide safely for our children. And so our schools are going to open. As we say, come on home, we're ready for you. Uh, And our teachers are, 
as you know, do an exceptional job. So do our principals, and so uh, we will continue to have our schools open unless there's some uh, major catastrophe Mm -hmm. and uptick where the government officials require us. But my thought is our prayers are stronger and that we are going to be able, with uh, common sense, but following all of the uh, directives with hygiene and with masks, that our children can be with us and be with us safely. For those who are just joining us here on Real Presence Live, we are visiting with the uh, Bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, mm-hmm. Bishop John Quinn. So, uh, Bishop Quinn, this is Father Leffer. The, um, you know, on the way into the studio this morning, uh, Teresa Tamio had uh, Dr. Ray Grandi on, and they were, they were talking about this, you know, very thing. How do you decide if you go back to school or not? And it was inter- the portion I got to hear before I had to uh, leave my vehicle. But he, uh, but he was talking. He, and I thought this was really powerful. He said, you know, one of the biggest things is how um, we need to really pay attention to the language that we're using and how we're communicating with our children and the things we're doing. For example, with the, the face masks or even the, um, he's, in, he's explaining how like by the language you use. So he, he pointed this out. He said, people are still using the word pandemic, but he said, it's no longer a pandemic. It doesn't reach the, the definition of pandemic anymore. And so that, sure. and, and he's saying like, just pay attention to the language used or with the masks, children see that and they associate it with, if I don't wear this, I'm going to die. And he's like, no, actually, we need to talk through and say, well, actually, we're wearing this as a preventative. It, you're not going to die if you don't wear the mask, but we're trying to, you know. Properly educating. Properly educating and all That's this. Right. So w- with, with that kind of a sentiment in mind, what, 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 what will school look like this, this fall as we reopen in a safe manner? What, what, can you help us just kind of understand the things that you guys have processed and what you, you've come up with? Sure. Here's a, you know, I'm going back to the classroom myself. You know, I teach at St. Mary's, so uh, university here in Winona. uh, Winona. And uh, so I'm going to be in a classroom myself with, you know, 15, uh, you know, university students. So I'm also, uh, and I'm a person in their 70s, so I'm also aware of, you know, there's risk and all. But I I look upon all the things we're doing at St. Mary's, all the things we're doing here in our diocese, you know, there will be distancing with some uh, with our desks, so that uh, we observe that. We also are going to be uh, utilizing masks, as we say, that helps uh, us prevent the the spread through the aerosol effect. Uh, we also are going to observe, uh, you know, cleaning the room in between uh, uh, classes. I think this is just uh, for us. We maybe some of these things we should have been more attentive to in the past. Um, I don't see it as anxiety-ridden. I think it's just good procedures. And that, you know, from this period, I think we're going to be healthier. Um, Mm -hmm. I always look on these things both, what is the Lord allowing to happen? And what is it that we need to learn? And then also, how does this help us to become holier and more confident in our discipleship? Um, One of the, I guess, the key for me in all of this and when I meet with our pastors and principals is that Jesus Christ is with his church. He's with us. Uh, He didn't leave us. Uh, And just as the church in every generation struggles uh, with challenges, well, this is ours. But we're also seeing this isn't going to last forever. 
And it should not deter us from our prayer life, should not deter us from proclaiming the gospel. We want to be always uh, careful as we do it. But let's, as you say, let's not use language that adds to the anxiety of the time period. Right. You know what I've noticed? It's if uh, you put on the news and to get the weather report. Uh, for the most part, we've got great weather here in Minnesota. This summer has been delightful. But have you noticed when they go to give the weather report, it's called the storm team? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we don't live in the storms. <laughs> yeah. uh, for the most part, our lives are filled with grace and light, with people who love us and we love them. Jesus Christ is with his church. And I think uh, as we define this time, it doesn't mean we do foolish things, but it does mean we live in the confidence of being beloved sons and daughters yes. of the Father. Uh, and that's the message we're trying to carry. Yeah, Bishop, I need to tell you, I may borrow that reference of, uh, you know, Storm Team and a future homily at some point. <laughs> I think that's a, great, uh, that's a great point that you make. Also, your diocese is the home to a college seminary. And uh, so could you just speak to the importance, excuse me, of um, uh, nurturing those vocations of, of the young men coming together, forming that community and formation um, in the midst of these circumstances and, and uh, uh, right. the, importance of, the importance of making that happen. It's going to be a, it is a great blessing, a privilege, honestly, for us here in the diocese to have a college seminary. Uh, we look upon that as an integral part of the mission of our diocese to be able to prepare men at the college level, the discernment period. And uh, we are going to open up with a full house at IHM. So again, the COVID has not deterred the call of men, and it really has not deterred them responding. So that's a great blessing. Uh, They're starting to return, and everyone will be back uh, by tomorrow. Uh, at uh, IHM, and uh, it is very important. I have master probably twice a month, but then I also would have some of the students in in class at the university. But it is really our responsibility as uh, priests and as the bishop to engage uh, with them how grace is at work in their life and prepare them, especially that human pillar so that um, grace can transform them and that their spirituality will lead them to holiness. And I can just tell you the quality of the men coming uh, continues every year to not only get better, but really impresses me. I, I always say to our rector and the faculty over there, uh, given where they are and where I was at their age, if you had me now at the way I was at 18 or 19, you'd probably throw me out. Uh, they are. <laughs> You're not alone in that sentiment, Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are really wholesome, healthy uh, men who want to live the life of uh, the priest with the Holy Spirit. I see them on fire. So our, our role is to be able to help guide that, you know, the first... Uh, it really tutor, first spiritual director is the Holy Spirit. I just uh, always say, too, let's not get in the way of what God's doing. Uh, let's help and uh, help them to come to the clarity of what God wants in their life. Yeah. 
Well, it's so awesome to hear that you're you're starting with the full house here. That just I, I'm sure that uh, is pleasing to the hearts of everybody who's listening today to hear that because that affects so many dioceses, not just your own. But yeah. do, you know, do you have like a, a plan B in place? Like I know, like last spring, some seminaries they when it hit, they just they said, okay, we're closing in house and there's there's kind of isolating you from everybody else, but continue formation. Other ones were like, okay, it, it's here, we're going to send you home. And not have what is there kind of like a plan B in place if there's an outbreak or something like that or what? Sure, there is. In fact, see that's the this time we're really I believe you know the Lord has helped to prepare us much better that in the event the university would need uh, to close down or to go I should say that's not really the right way to say it is switch to, to remote a, learning to uh, put all the classes on online you know. Uh, that the university will be open, but not for face-to-face. The plan is our students will remain with us at the seminary. So there won't be a a closure this year. The students will remain with us unless their bishop directs them otherwise. Uh, It's very difficult to do formation online or to do it in a parish. You need to have a relationship for formation. You really do. And the students, too, as I would see them over the summer, they miss the uh, interaction with each other For sure. and praying with each other and learning from one another. So we've got Plan B um, and in the event that would happen. Well, it is a brave new world that we are entering into, and I'm sure that many of our listeners are reassured as they hear from you and other shepherds in the church um, conscientiously looking toward the challenges that we are facing and to handle them very well. So, Bishop Quinn, thank you again so much for your time. And uh, before we let you go, if we can ask you to impart a blessing for our listeners. I will, and um, also I'd ask if our listeners could pray for all the bishops uh, and administrators in our province. We're going to be uh, meeting uh, at the end of uh, next week, and so we'll be together as bishops for about three days uh, in prayer. Uh, We try and do that and in support, and also to discuss pastoral matters that affect all of us in this uh, uh, Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota. So send some prayers our way. We, We really need them and appreciate it. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you again so much, Bishop, and blessings to you and your ministry. Thank you. God bless you, Father James and Father Jason. Keep up the great work. Thank Thank you you. very much. Well, we have one more segment coming up, more Real Presence Live to come. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 